Right now, you can get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled earlier, remain a balance due unlimited basic. After $630.20, pay $32 per month per line for five lines without a pay data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land, your land, your land, your land. Luce. gentlemen, welcome to Explore the Mouse Podcast. A podcast by Disney lovers for Disney lovers. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. In the shadows of Mount Everest, a train awaits. But be warned, those attempting to reach the summit must face him. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Explore the Mouse Podcast. I am your co-host, Eric Legaikis, alongside my beautiful wife, Casey. Hey, guys. And uh, that little intro coming in was... For Everest. I didn't know we were doing that. That's so exciting. Expedition Everest. Well, so just before we started recording, um, I always kind of go on YouTube and I try to find like fun things. Well, I didn't know this, but they actually had an, um, an Expedition Everest commercial, a promo commercial. Oh. Um, so I was actually really excited to see that. So I just, I quickly downloaded it and uh, added it into the mix because I just wanted something there to kind of, you know, really show what we are going to do today yeah no that's very cool. um so a few episodes back we talked about our five favorite thrill rides mm-hmm. um and we left out everest not on you know not because we hate it um but we left out everest everest because we knew that we were going to come back and revisit it and give it its own episode yeah and actually we had both <clears throat> talked about how we both would have put it in our top five Oh yeah. Um, so Everest for kind me of the opposite of us hating it. It would have Ever- been in both of our top five. Everest for me would have easily been number one. Yeah. Um it is it is by far one of my favorite rides. Ever since I've rode it for the first time, it's by far been my favorite ride. Um but the other reason that we're doing the Ever- uh, specific Everest episode um is because just a couple days ago on April seventh, um was the anniversary for Everest. Yeah. Um, so we decided, Hey, you know what? This kind of lies perfectly with this podcast. Let's, uh, let's give it its own episode. How many years for Everest? Um, it opened in 2006. Okay. So we're so 13 years. Yep. So 13 wow. years. Jeez. Um, which is I crazy. I didn't realize Everest was actually that young. Well, yeah. In my mind, I feel like it's just been there forever, but. See, I think, I, I think it's weird because to me, I still look at animal kingdom itself as a like new park. Okay. Um, okay. So for me, it's shocking to see that it's 13 years old already, oh. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a second, like this well, that park's not that old in our ages. <laughs> well, true. So and Eric and I are uh, a little over a decade apart. So 
for me, the park's only 13 years old. Yeah. I'm like. And I think for me, too, is that I visited Animal Kingdom not too long after um, this ride opened. Uh, like I said, it opened in April 7th of 2006. And I think my family did like our family reunion thing that we did. Um, the dumb trip with all the matching shirts. Sorry, I was just Heather. Say, there were matching shirts, you guys. Oh, uh, I'll see if I can try to find like some photos. Hundred people. Not it wasn't really. hundred people. Not um, not I'll see if I can try to find a photo of us in matching shirts. It was it was pretty impressive. Oh, and dresses. The women were wearing the dresses. The guys were wearing the shirts. So, yeah, no, um, really fun. But anyways, that was the that was the la- or that was the first time that I got the ride Everest, and that was just after it opened. Um, so for me, it was really cool. And what's even cooler for me is that I was actually able to see the Yeti before it was no longer animatronic, was, which I was we'll talk just about. Just about to ask you, which okay. we'll talk about. Because there was a lot of background. So I did get to see the Yeti, which was really, really cool. I was going to ask you that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, But just as always, we like to open up the show um, kind of with some new Disney news. Um, You know, it might not be new new to you, but it's new since our last episode came out. current events. Yeah, it's current events, especially since the show's week to week. You know, we like to give you some new stuff. Um, One of the the small things on this newscast um, is Bo Peep. Is getting her own meet and greet at the Disney Parks this summer. Aww. Um, in honor and in anticipation of Toy Story 4. Good old Bo Peep. Which I think is cool because I don't think I've ever seen Bo Peep. Like the actual character for a meet and greet. No. But I think, um, I mean, just from the trailer from Toy Story 4, she seems she's to be like, a big part. Well, not only a big part, but like she's totally Badass. coming to her own. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know. And if you haven't checked out the trailer, A, I don't know why, <laughs> go away. And B, now go watch the trailer and then come back. Um, well, especially the newest trailer, the one that they released during Dumbo. Yeah, um, that's that, what I'm talking yeah. about. That's where it kind of showcases like Oh, it showcases Bo Peep big time. Yeah. Now, now, my biggest question is, is the meet and greet going to be old Bo Peep in her big dress or the new outfit? I hope it's the new outfit. No, I, I'm sure it's going to be. Especially because they're going to be doing a four Toy Story 4. They probably oh. want her looking like she did. No, does I do I was thinking of her in her big poofy skirt. I know, but they're doing this in anticipation for the... Yeah, you're right. I we'll don't see. know. We'll see. Um, we'll go know. with that. Um, another big news, which I'm excited about, because when we go in a couple weeks, we I get to try it, is yeah. uh, um, is the Lime Margarita Dole Whip. Okay, so I also heard that there's like a, a vodka Dole Whip. There is. Drink. You can, you can, uh, yeah, you can and get Dole Whip. Isn't there supposed to be like a mimosa Dole Whip? Yes. Yeah, so you can get the mimosa Dole Whip oh, at, so um, which we can things. try that too. We can get that at Disney Springs, which is at, um, Bar oh. George. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so we can try the we can try that one uh, because a Dole, Dole Whip a day. Well, because Dole Whip is at Disney Springs now. You can get the regular Dole Whip or alcoholic Dole Whips. Um, so the alcoholic. the mimosa one is at uh, Bar George. Okay. So, uh, I'm really excited about that one, but so the, then the, margarita. the lime margarita one is at the Polynesian. Okay. okay. Um, so I, I do plan on, um, you know, basically taking a boat ride over to Polynesian and, you know, going yeah. to get that thing for well, sure. We're going to be park hopping. I mean, resort, resort hopping. hopping. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm really excited about that one. Um, another big one. Ah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna leave the. I'm gonna leave the big, big one for last. I okay. Think. Okay. Um, the one thing I want to talk about is coming to Animal Kingdom, which is what we're gonna be talking about today is Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is gonna be really cool. It's called the Circle of Flavors. 
Um, and it's going to be a event coming this summer to Animal Kingdom where it's basically kind of like a food tour on the train that you can ride at Animal Kingdom. Uh, hello, yes, sign me up. So you start at you start at the Harambe Market at the Harambe Station, mm-hmm. um, where you basically get like appetizers and stuff like that. Yep, I'm and in. then you mm-hmm. board the train and go to the next stop where you get like your dinner type of stuff, um, and then you go to the last stop, I'm which is like in. your desserts. Oh, I'm definitely in. Yep, okay, sign me yeah. up. Um, and it's gonna be really cool. Oh, I'm sorry. The second the second stop is Rafiki's uh, Planet Watch. Mm, That's where yep, the second no, one's I'm still in. Be. I'm still in. I'm still there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Um, so yeah. So to to be specific, if you guys are interested in doing this, um, it starts at the train station Harambe, and you'll receive light hors d'oeuvres, snacks, and beverages, alcoholic and non-alcoholic, which is uh, which is a good one. Uh, and then when you arrive at Rafiki's Planet Watch, um, they don't really say what you're going to get, but they say that you're going to be greeted with more food Ooh, and drinks. So. I do know that because it sounds like they're doing like a like a big thing where you know you kind of get course and course. I'm yeah. assuming the second stop at Rafiki's is going to be dinner, probably. Uh, even though they just said more food. What do they call those progressive dinners? Sure. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. I don't know why. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's called um, the progressive dinner. Yep. But the cool thing too is that at your second stop, um, Rafiki's Planet Watch, you get to meet uh, Timon and Rafiki. Which is going to be really cool too, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll also have some interactive uh, games for all the kids and stuff, which I think will be uh, really really nice for them. Um, and some of the food they listed, and if you if you wanted to, you can go to Disney Parks and look this up. Uh, but some of the food they posted looks amazing. Some of the dessert, bleh, I can't even speak. Some of the desserts <laughs> looks amazing. Um, you know, some of the food is just oh wow, they un- do look good, and it's not just like crappy food. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to get like a turkey leg or a corn dog. I mean, you're getting like plated oh, the professional. Man who has for a turkey leg. I love my turkey legs. Don't get me wrong. Anyways, okay. Anyways, this sounds cool. It Next. begins. Well, I got to tell them when it begins. Oh, okay. Uh, it begins on July 24th, uh, and the pricing is a little expensive, but for the experience, I think it's worth it. Pricing is $125 plus tax for adults and 99 for kids. I know it, it sounds it's pretty crazy, and you have to reserve your spot for it that. Still one sounds as well. really cool, though. Now the coolest thing, this is what I'm excited about news wise, is this summer from June to August, um, Disney's extra mag- magic hours at Walt Disney World, villains are taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So for the longest time, a lot of people have always wondered uh, about like villains. Like people even said, like I wish they had their own villain park or their own villain like area. Um, well, the villains are at least taking over for a couple months, which I think is going to be really, really cool. Uh, starting June 6th to August 8th, select nights. Um, so let me ask you, is yeah. this a special extra ticketed event? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this um, is similar to, if you're not familiar um, with what like the difference between extra magic hours and special ticketed events are, um, this is similar to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween correct. Party. Um all the other okay yep Correct. good job casey <laughs> <laughs> yeah a plus for me um okay so she'll be here all week folks oh <laughs> um, so it is so you so you it's get not, to stay in the park for extra hours but you do well, pay but they usually well, provide hold on but it's things. not it's not it's not like the t- um typical after out like extra magic hours oh. it's not ma- extra magic hours 
It's it's that new Disney after hours thing that they do. You said magic hours. Did I say magic yeah, hours? That's I apologize, weird. folks. Um, oh, it maybe is not. it maybe is Disney. <laughs> maybe you did. It's Disney after hours, okay. and it's a new thing that Disney does where you can go into the park for a special event after the park closes. Okay, but so that's similar to Correct. like not so scary yes. Halloween party. So it okay. is yeah. It is a special ticketed event um, starting June 6th to August 8th, select nights. Um, and the cool thing is that you get all new exclusive entertainment, all like new food and beverages, plus new merchandise only for that event. Oh, it sounds so cool. Um, which, which the thing is, when you do the like scary, not so scary Halloween party or Mickey's Christmas party or like the after hours, the cool thing is that you only can get these merchandise items and these food items that night. They, they withhold everything until the gates are closed and then they start bringing everything out. And I think it's a really, really cool thing, um, especially to pay that extra money because there's people that are never going to get these opportunities to get this stuff mm-hmm. on Disney shops. It's exclusive to these yeah. events, which is really cool. Um, so just to give you a little bit of update of what you're going to get um, inside of that is that it's a br- they're having a brand new Disney villain stage show. Um, with all your favorite villains, cool. Hades, Jafar, the Queen, Maleficent. Um, are you happy I said that right? I was just about to say Bow, good job. Right. Um, I am horrible at he saying Maleficent. But I just said it. <laughs> there you go, guys. That's what he calls her. And it drives me nuts. Maleficent. Um, and then you're also going to have uh, the dragon, which is going to be cool, too. Um, which you can see at the parades. But I think they're going to bring it out for more special yeah, type I of stuff. I think it's a really um, cool concept and then uh, one of the other cool things that i think is gonna be awesome is that they're also turning over some of the rides for this after hours um into villain inspired including pirates of the caribbean and space mountain what's that now yeah what yes okay Um, i did not know that yeah so if you're gonna be going to this event and you ride uh i mean you let's say you ride it before the park closes pirates of the caribbean will look different an hour later for this after hours with villains in it yeah. The front door. Yes. Wow. So, um, oh, wow. That's definitely, really exciting. Oh. Yeah. So, definitely do this uh, if you have the money because it does cost $139 plus tax in advance, $144 plus tax on the day of the event. Um, if you're an annual pass holder or a DVC club member, you can get the tickets for $109. Ooh. Uh, and they go on sale on April 29th. So, oh, these are going to sell out so fast. Oh, I guarantee it's going to. It's going to be, yeah, no, it's going to be sold out. Um, I wish I wish we can go to it. Uh, unfortunately, that is like the busy time for, um, you know, Casey's work. So, um, our tr- you know, our trip that we're making down there, you know, before the summer is going to be uh, kind of like our, our last one until after the summer is well, over. We'll have to but... send some spies in and ask for pictures. And... Or I may just have to sneak down there. Um, anyways, let's get to the topic at hand. And that is uh, Expedition Everest. Happy anniversary, Expedition Everest. Let me let me just tell you how What a sweet little thirteen year old. (laughs) Let me just tell you how uh, in love I am with this roller coaster. No, I mean I know. So (laughs) I'm very aware. So a little bit of little bit of background, like I said, uh, I said earlier is that I got to ride this ride when it was fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, Casey, however, Never has never ridden the ride until we I went. Had never ridden, had never ridden the yeah. ride until um, we went to Animal Kingdom. I think it was last year. No, no it was like maybe two, the year before. Yeah, it was like two years ago. And maybe we were more. we went to Animal Kingdom because we wanted to go see uh, Pandora. Yeah, and you know, so we we walked through Pandora, did all that stuff, watched the Lion King show because I told Casey she had to see it. Um, no, I had seen that. 
The Lion King show. Oh, you did see The Lion King? Yeah. Oh. I thought you just cried because no, it was your first time. I cry every time. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I, just, I cry because they're wonderful performers. <laughs> I'm going to cry thinking about it. <laughs> so, we, you know, we went around. We did the Cali River Rapids. And then we get over to Everest. And I was like, let's go check out Everest. And Casey turns and goes, I've never ridden Everest. Yeah, I, and I was like, to Wait, God, what? didn't even know what it was. I, I was shocked. Like, I, I was like, oh, cool. Is this like Matterhorn? I don't know. Shocked and maybe appalled. So anyways. <laughs> fair um, enough. Now having had done it, like, fair enough. Yeah. Now, thanks to Pandora um, and Flight of Passage being so ridiculously long, um, we went we went when the park first opened. Mm-hmm. So everyone jetted straight to Pandora. And yeah. it was like a six-hour wait for Flight of Passage. Yeah, it was cr- Um, so we pretty much had the park to ourselves. We walked down every single ride that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, so we get to Everest and I was like, let's get all the way to the front. And I asked her, I said, you know, could we have the first row? And the lady goes, all right, we'll stand over here in this other line Yeah. with, I think like what, not even a minute. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, go first row. Two cycles. Because first off, if you ever ride this ride, you have to do it first row. Uh, especially if it's your first time. If it's your first time, you have to do first row. So anyway, so Casey got to experience this ride with me for the first yeah. time, which I think was really, really awesome. Um, now, the cool thing about this ride, and this is the reason I wanted to give this ride like its own, you know, kind of show um, or episode, is because this ride was not only like a technological marvel mm-hmm. to build, mm-hmm. Um it was the most expensive roller coaster ever I to be built that. I knew that. by Guinness Book of World Records. I did know that. Do you know how much it was? A hundred million dollars. Yes. Wait, I was right? Yeah. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> I feel like I knew that number at one point. I just didn't know. Like, it was a hundred million dollars wow. for six years of planning and construction. Jeez. It is the uh, tallest official mountain in all of Walt Disney Parks and Disney's 18th mountain-themed attraction. Really? Yeah. Um, I did not know they had that many mountain-themed attractions. Oh, Space Mountain. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Thunder, Matterhorn, Matterhorn. Big Thunder Mountain. Splash Mountain. Splash okay, Mountain. Yeah, no, there's a lot. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. What else is there? Well, and if you think of, there's two Space Mountains. There's oh, they're called, okay. Thunder mountains. There's uh, they're talking about, I, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was trying to think. I was like, wait, there's not that many mountains, but I'm talking, they're talking about there's across like all the parks. Many. And that's just the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it was, like I said, it broke a lot of records. Um, and just not only that, it, there is just like so much that went into the detail of the ride. Oh yeah. The and the queue? animatronic, well, original animatronic. About, oh, oh the well, queue I'm itself. The queue. Yeah. Um, I heard developers actually went over to Nepal. They did. And like took inspiration back and even some, I don't know things <laughs> well no that's what I they did so, the word. well like i said they so they did six Decor. years they did six years of research and yeah. construction yeah um so what disney did when and they did a lot of things too like whenever you know you look at what epcot with all the countries and you look at everything else um that they do that they go and they really really they kind like of immerse them. themselves oh, oh wow. jinx that was weird, <laughs> that was weird. Um, they immerse themselves in the culture of where they're at. And that's what they did for Everest is these Disney Imagineers um, went over to Nepal and literally like dove right in. They didn't just like go for a couple of days and take a pictures. They literally like immerse themselves into the culture. 
immerse themselves into like the the villages that you know mm-hmm. were on the side of Everest um, because the the Everest is one it's an amazing like mountain in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at it, not even just from like a climate aspect, you look at like the people that live on side of the mountain and the culture of how they, you know, like how they survive. Uh, it's impressive. And Disney really wanted to bring a lot of that to the park, which I think they did. Did you know? I've never been to Everest, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a picture. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that the mountain expressed it? Did you know Take two. <laughs> that the mountain in Expedition Everest is not even Mount Everest? Really? Did you know that? Uh, no. It's a mountain called uh, the Forbidden Mountain, and it's a made-up mountain really? by the Disney Imagineers. What? Mm-hmm. See, I did not. I don't have that in my notes. I don't know why it's called Expedition Everest if it's not about Mount Everest. I assume it's like same same area. But no, it's called the Forbidden Mountain, and that's why the Yeti lives there. Interesting. Yeah, because he doesn't live on Mount Everest. Why mm. can't I say Mount Everest? What's... I don't know. It's kind of like me saying Maleficent. <laughs> what is going which on? Which I'm really killing Mount it today, by Everest. the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's a fun fact. I didn't actually have that written down, which is yeah. really cool. No, it's, it's um, the Forbidden Mountain. Very cool. Yeah. I am... Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so you were talking about the animatronics. Let's talk about that. Okay, so yeah, let's go. first came out. Let's go talk about the Yeti because yeah. the Yeti was, um, so there's actually a really cool documentary that Discovery Channel did about Everest. So um, if you guys ever want to check it out, go to YouTube and write in Discovery Channel Expedition Everest and you'll find the documentary. I've watched it like a million Ooh. times. Um, I have it. I want to see it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it later. Huh. I should have made you watch that before we did this, but yeah, that's cool. that would have been good. Um, <laughs> I just really like to come in here unprepared. Everybody loves it because they like when I say, "I don't know." I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about putting that on a T-shirt, by the way. I don't know. Just I don't know. Um, so the the animatronic that thing was literally like like a marvel of technology that they never done before because if you if you look at all the animatronics what, they had that, never done like what making a yeti well that scale oh okay sorry i wasn't sure what we were doing. oh yeah i'm talking okay. about the scale of the yeti because okay. you think about it like the animatronics that disney has done you know they've been smaller scale That's you know true. human size you know um I think the Yeti is by far the biggest one that they have ever done oh yeah no i mean he's um huge. so these are the dimensions. This is this is why I'm saying it's uh, a whole technological marvel. It's 25 feet tall. Okay. It's casual. Yeah. Um, casual. Its skin, if you lay the skin out of the Yeti, measures a thousand square feet, which yeah. is pretty much like our apartment. I don't. A little bit smaller than our apartment. Think about Yeti skin <laughs> being laid out, but okay. It's yeah. held. It's held in place by a thousand snaps and two hundred and fifty zippers. Holy bananas! Now yeah. I know why. Now I'm the, not going to give away what I was going to say. Now the original, the original Yeti was a complete audio animatronic. Um, you know the movements, the voice, everything about it. They worked forever on this thing and it was the largest and most complex one they have ever done in the history of disney and probably the biggest one that honestly i don't think they'll ever do an animatronic like this again because of the failure right Right. which we're getting into (laughs) we're like not trying not to say it but we're saying it (laughs) its movement its movement was controlled by 19 different actuators um and unfortunately 
um, a few months after the ride opened, the Yeti's figure um, framing split. Um, so basically, it right there, it kind of like, and it was threat. It was like threatening like a huge, huge malfunction. Yeah. Um, so Disney had to stop it. Which, by the way, I guess I never really looked at when I was there because I saw it working. And it's saying a few months. So I must have saw. I must have been you like. Must have like seen it right after. It I must have. Yeah, I must have been like one of like the last people well, to see this April, thing. April, you went like, in September. Yeah. So I might. I might have been one of the last people because I did yeah, see five this thing after it was open. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I did not uh, ever really look at that tidbit, um, which is kind of cool. Well, you're um, so cool <laughs> in your matching family shirt. By the way, guys, they were not just t-shirts; they were like Hawaiian shirts. So. I just had to put that one out. Leave us alone. Okay. It was my sister's idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's probably going to be listening to this, so she'll Sorry, probably Heather. be calling me after this. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, the Yeti okay, pretty so much... Okay, so he stopped working. Yeah. So, but Disney did try to do a refurbishment on it because they did spend so much time and so much money into the Yeti. I was say money, yeah. That they did try a refurbishment on it and unfortunately to... Yeah, unfortunately, work. to their like dismay, is that the melt or um, it pretty much was like beyond fixing. Okay, but what they do with him now is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I still found it so terrifying. It's now still twenty five feet tall. Now they it, it's basically earned its name now as the Disco Yeti is the name of it because <laughs> in order to in order to kind of still make it scary, um, they obviously can't make the Yeti move anymore. Um, is they basically just put a bunch of strobe lights and disco lights around it. So as you're coming up to the Yeti, it's just like this big, you know, disco it's party. Chaotic for your eyes. Yeah. So people it's started scary. people started calling it the Disco Yeti. That's a very um, fitting name for him. Oh yeah, it's really really cool. Um so yeah, but that was so that was the actual Yeti itself. Now the actual mountain itself though, I think is this is like where the coolest um I think the coolest part of it comes from is now now that I know that it's not really Everest that it, they're called it forbidden forbidden mountain um but the actual um like I said imagineers they went and they did like a bunch of like 4D scaling of actual Everest mm-hmm. um which they ended up bringing back and kind of uploading to the computer system to really help build this mm. um and look can I actually can I just tell you how cool of a job that would be it would be to be a Disney Imagineer and just being like shipped away to all these like really cool places to just do research. Yeah, I I think that would be so cool. Um I mean I don't even of... yeah, I mean I don't even know how you become a Disney Imagineer. I mean uh, first like, of all, you still probably have to have an engineering degree just well, to do that. Well, I'm sure you do. I mean you're dealing with some, you know, massive, you know I don't even know what you want to massive projects, you know? Um, so uh, yeah, you probably definitely have to have an engineer degree and other stuff, but, um, it was pretty cool. But the guy that was in charge of it was John road and this guy's really cool. And a lot of people seen him before because whenever he, he's, he's kind of like the more like popular, um, Imagineer for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people look at him and he, he has, he had a lot to do with like animal kingdom in general with oh, yeah, John, like, I know John. actually you probably would if you saw him, he like wears like feathers in his hair and he has like these like little, like, yeah, he's very like hippie ish. Love it. Um, but he's done a lot of stuff too. Like he was, he had a big hand in, uh, like creating, um, like the vehicles for, uh, the safari ride. Oh, got it. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So he actually had a big hand in a lot of stuff all across Disney, but especially with animal kingdom. 
Um, and he, he still to this day thinks that the Yeti will be fixed. Um, I don't know why, but he still, he still thinks it. Uh, in 2013 at the D23 Expo, he still said, he goes, he's like one day that Yeti will, you know, move again. And I think it would be cool if it moved again. (laughs) Um, you know, I just, I really hope it does, but it's just like a lot of zippers to get through. I don't know. And a lot of skin. (laughs) Well, let's go back because I do, I don't want to pass this up, but let's go back and talk about the queue and just the ride experience itself, because you did talk about the queue and bring up the queue again oh well there it is the queue is brought up um because i don't think that this feature was a feature when we went or maybe we just didn't pay attention and they've been doing this with more rides now that they're um kind of like because of the technology with the magic bands mm-hmm. they can um capture the names of people that are waiting in line and they hmm. put them in the queue so like in Everest, um, there's a couple areas where it's like a news article and it's a quote on someone's opinion on a certain kind of rice or something. It's, you know, it's just like silly things, but they put like people who are actually in the line in the queue, like their name as the person who like reviewed this rice. So huh. like, it's if we were like standing in line and we had our magic bands on and it would say like, this is my favorite rice ever. It's wonderful. Better than Basmati. Eric Legaikis. That's interesting. Yeah, and, and they're doing this more and more in some of the other queues as well. And I think I think the last time we rode Everest, there literally was no wait. We walked all the oh, way yeah. through the queue. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> talk about. So maybe we didn't have a chance to really look because the thing yeah, is... we the, did kind of run through it. The queue is really, really interactive. And, yeah. um, and, and what I mean interactive is because like from when I first rode it, it they, they didn't have all the computer screens and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was just really cool because they actually, the Imagineers brought a lot of stuff back from Nepal. Um, you know, yeah. like, like just really cool artifacts and really cool things that they got. Um, and it was really cool because you're walking through and you're seeing these things. And there's like, there was like things about um, people that have trekked Everest and, mm-hmm. you know, the people that have done it, the people that unfortunately haven't and, you know, um, you know, lost their lives trying to do it. Uh, they honored a lot of people in this ride, and it was just a really cool queue. Um, but unfortunately, I guess maybe we just ran through it too quickly. I think we did. Um, so that would be something next time is that even if the line's short, maybe we should take a little bit more time. Well, and, no, I would just do it once and then loop back around and then take my time the second time. Well, that's true, especially if the ride was only, what, 15 minutes for us? Yeah. Which I think, again, um, Everest is one of those. If it's like a 15-minute ride, it's pretty much a walk-on. Yeah. Um, the 15 minutes is basically you walking through the queue and waiting maybe five minutes to board the train. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really cool thing. Too. Um, one other thing that I was going to talk about with the queue, I guess. I don't know that it's really about the queue. But um, from what I've read, I don't know, um, the marathon track mm-hmm. for the Walt Disney, the, the, the normal race. What's that one called? What the big one in January? Yeah, that's just the that's just the Walt Disney World marathon. So for the marathon, it, the track kind of runs right through that area, mm-hmm. and if you time it correctly, you can actually, with the park opening, jump on Everest and then get back into the marathon. Really? <laughs> I've read about several people that have done it, so it just takes a couple minutes. But if you don't care about your time, who cares? Which so is people me. Are like you can like literally <laughs> jump into the ride go on the ride and then jump right off and hit back into the marathon. How cool would that be? I would totally do that. 
I, I would. I would consider doing the marathon just to because say I, that I did that and then jumped on it. You, you and I are those people that, like we saw in Hollywood Studios, that would jump out of the marathon and grab a beer. Oh, go grab a beer, for you know? sure. And for sure. definitely, if I could like jump off and do a ride real quick and jump right back into the yeah. race, of course I would. That's yeah. so freaking cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to have to start training for that, by the way, because <laughs> um, I really want to do that now. Mm, okay. So, yeah, let's get on that. Um, but, yeah, so the queue again. Um, oh, plus this is actually a single rider uh, ride as well. So if you're there and, you know, you don't, if you're by yourself or, and here, here's a fun tip too that I like to give people. Um, so many people, when they go, they want to do these rides like together. They're with a friend or they're with a spouse or whatever it may be. Yeah, screw them. Honestly, if you're going to do the single rider, do the single rider because the, the truth is you guys both may get on that same train. You yeah, just may not be with each other and you, and you cut your time literally in half. When you're doing a single rider. Yeah. Um, so it, my advice to you is if you have a single rider and you don't really care about sitting next to the person that you're with, just both do the single rider and get it over with. It is 10 times better. Um, but yeah, so the queue, the queue itself starts in the office of the fictional Himalayan escapes travel agency. Um, and then, like I said, then you kind of go through the Yeti Museum and all that stuff. Um, and then I was talking about the artifacts earlier, and there are actually 8,000 artifacts that they brought back from Nepal. Wow. Which I think is pretty pretty amazing. Um, oh, that's a lot. Another, another tip, though, too, that if you do the single rider, it skips all the exhibits. Mm. So, well, so if maybe you, do it once as a single rider yeah. and then come back um, and line together. Now, the ride itself, oh, let me just tell you. Um, you, you, you board the train and it, it just has a little short drop and then you get into the lift. Um, and the lift is amazing. Um, because the ride itself, the whole height of the ride is 199 and a half feet. And the longest drop is 80 feet, which is huge. And and that's the drop that comes out of the, the cave. Um, and the speed is 50 miles an hour and the ride itself is uh, a little over 4,000 feet in length. Um, and it lasts about two. That's four Yeti skins. And it lasts about two mini, two minutes and 50 seconds. Two minis. Two minis and 50 seconds. seconds. (laughs) Um, but so the cool, the cool thing about the ride itself is like the, the first little tidbit. So you go inside the mountain and if you ever watch the ride, um, from the outside, you'll you'll see this really cool kind of, uh, I guess, timing, I guess you can say, a timing effect that oh, Disney yeah. does. It's like a timing effect that Disney does, and it's where as one, as one car is going up um, this, like, little area, and you've probably seen videos if, you, if you've seen the ride, where you go up and it looks like the track has been ripped apart by a Yeti. Um, it has. It really has. You guys, you should be scared. <laughs> the they have this really cool effect where as the as the train car starts going back, like back into the mountain backwards, a train car is coming out normal um, down that big eighty foot drop, which I think is really cool. It's pretty cool. And the inside is really unique, and this is why I love doing the front row. and And Casey can vouch because I made her do the front row is when you're in the front row, you get to see a lot of the cool stuff. You know, you're the highest when you get to the broken track. Yeah. Um, when you go backwards and the track rotates, 
so you can go down like a whole different new track system. Yeah. You kind of see all that stuff first, which I think is really, really, really cool. Yeah. And typically I'm a, a back row kind of girl because I think you get the most speed in the back row and that's what I'm, you know, there for. Um, but I will agree. I did. Um, I did enjoy being front row for this. And I lied. It's not. It's not. I see. It, the effect is not um, when the train is going up the broken track. the The effect is when you have a train, uh, like a train car of brand new people going up the first lift. When okay. that car disappears, a train comes out of one of the drops. So gotcha. it looks like it looks like the people that are going up the lift immediately comes back down, and it's totally not. Gotcha. Um, which I which I think is kind of part of the magic of this ride. Yeah. Um, it really kind of you know. There's a lot of really cool elements to this ride. Oh yeah. Um, and it's yeah. a really great thrill ride. <laughs> so, I there I mean there's probably so much more we can talk about Everest. Um, I mean we can if we wanted to we can probably get into detail with a lot of Imagineering and their trip to Nepal and stuff like that. Um, and and again the, we don't you know get any monetary stuff for this. I think the best way to really experience Everest that we're talking about here mm-hmm. is to go check out that Discovery Channel. Um, special i'm gonna go watch it <laughs> um and like i said you it, it's simple you can go find it on youtube uh there's like several different versions of it um uh, and you just type in discovery channel expedition everest and it'll pop right up and let me tell you it is it is probably one of the coolest little documentaries of you know of something because and casey can casey can vouch and she can say uh, i'm addicted to watching like disney <laughs> like disney based like documentaries or anything don't, um, not even documentaries, YouTube videos. Or Travel Channel. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do you remember Samantha Brown on the Travel Channel? Have you ever seen? Nope. So there was a woman on uh, Travel Channel, Samantha Brown, and she used to do all these Disney things where oh. she used to go with uh, Travel Channel to all these Disney parks, and she would get, like, behind the scenes and, so cool. oh, yeah, really cool stuff. Oh. Um, and, like, even one part, like, you know, she would, like, I remember the, she, like, went to Disney Springs and got to go behind the scenes of Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that. Um, and that was her job. She literally traveled with Travel Pretty Channel nuts. and did stuff like that and wow. did a bunch of Disney. So I used to be addicted to those shows. Uh, I still am, but I have to watch them on YouTube. You still are. I have to watch them on YouTube now, unfortunately, because none of them are on TV. But um, go check it out on uh, YouTube. And it is just a really amazing thing. And if you have never ridden it, get your butt over to Animal Kingdom and ride it. Get your behootie over there. Because Animal Kingdom itself is really cool and we've talked about that in uh you know I other episodes. It's underrated as a as a It's park. totally underrated. Yeah. I I didn't like it for the longest time and then when, and when we went back like I said like a year and a half two years ago, I had a whole newfound appreciation for that park. Yeah. Um and it probably is like one of my favorite places to visit now. Yeah. Um and definitely like I said uh, Everest is the mainstay of that whole park. So um, get over, get check or check it out, and uh, I promise you will not be disappointed. Yeah. So um, we want to thank you for listening, and uh, I know it was kind of a subtle, you know, little podcast, but um, want to thank you for listening, and uh, we are going to be coming at you guys very soon with a whole new batch of podcasts. We are working on all of our future episodes coming up. Uh, very, very exciting. Because April 15th is our last scheduled episode, which mm-hmm. you can find at ExploreTheMouse.com. Um, so we are working on a ton of new material. Um, we are actually, should we tell them where we're going uh, Wednesday? Yeah, why not? I um, forgot. I don't even know where we're going Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, Casey and I have been given oh, yeah. access to 
um, Disney's DVC Resort on Hilton Head Island. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be going there on Wednesday to tour the property and look at a bunch of different stuff. And we're going to um, kind of take down some notes for a podcast. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, we're going to be doing our for a YouTube channel. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, because we're trying it's to really get our nice U- that they're letting us do this. Very nice. Can't wait to walk the grounds. And the guy that I talked to on the phone was so pumped well, when I told him that Everyone's we wanted so to come. Friendly, of course. It's the same. You know, it's it's that magic bubble. We yeah. just happen to have one fairly close to us, so. which I'm really excited about. But yeah, we're we're going to be working on a whole bunch of new material for our YouTube channel and the podcast and uh, all of our social media coming up. So I'm really excited about that. So yes. stay tuned for all of those fun things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it. Anything else you want to add? Nope, that's it. Go All right. Everest. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Explore the Mouse Podcast. We invite you to fill your week with everything Disney by checking us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Explore the Mouse. Also, check us out at explorethemouse.com, where you can find amazing photos from our trips, our blogs, and information regarding upcoming episodes. Have a magical day, and we'll see you next week. Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.